You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. So I'm going to talk about rain today. We do rain good in Ireland, don't we? There was an international accent said, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, though, when you live in Ireland, and I've touched a little bit on this before, though I'm going in a different direction. When you live in Ireland and you're reading the Bible and you read a word kind of like rain, you and I have a very different concept than what it meant in the Bible. In the Bible, rain was life-giving. Now, we know that. If we don't have rain, we don't have food. But in Ireland, we can get a lot of rain, and sometimes we have floods, so it's got mixed connotations. But in order for you and me to get the most out of God's word, the Bible, it's like we've got to change our thinking and begin thinking in a Middle Eastern type way. And then we will fully understand and get what the scripture is all about. So today, I'm talking about rain but I'm talking about spiritual rain. It is so symbolic in the Bible, and it is mentioned so often that it's a crime if a church that says it believes in the Bible doesn't touch on this issue. And in my opinion, I feel this is quite prophetic for today. You know, the Bible says that the evil one targets you. And the Bible says he sends fiery darts to pierce your heart and pierce your soul. And the fiery dart is a bit like an arrow from the medieval movies, if you ever saw them. It's like an arrow from a bow and arrow, but it's on fire. And it'll light a fire in it that's not good. But God's rain will quench the fiery dart of the enemy. Amen? Amen? And for those of us who believe in spiritual reality and there's good and evil in the world and there's light and dark, this is something we need to consider. Should say welcome to Cafe Church downstairs watching on the live screen. Good to have all of you guys with us downstairs. Um, let me begin by telling you about what I feel was a vision the Holy Spirit gave me. I saw a whole load of people, I believe it was us, and we were ready to run a race. Did you know that God hasn't asked anyone to run a sprint? He's asked us to run a marathon. Your faith and my faith is for life. Amen? It's not just for a little bit of a funny feeling every now and again. But in this picture in my mind, I saw us lining up to run. And when the whistle went, some of us ran in the path that was before us. But some of us ran off towards the left and others ran off towards the right. Some of us weren't, didn't have the right gear. I can vividly recall seeing people in flip-flops getting to run a marathon and so on and so forth. And I believe the Lord was saying, and this is why I came to this, that the Lord has a purpose for you, a destiny, a path this year personally for you and for your family. But unless we're ready and going in the right direction, unless we have the vision to see where we're going, we're going to go all over the place. And you and I aren't going to be prepared. So in a strange way, the rain I'm talking about today is all about somebody who had a vision that the rain was coming. And who was able to, a vision was birthed in him. 
And then others around him caught the vision. So for your future this year, as we're early in the new year of 2018, do you have a vision for your year ahead? Are you just going to fall into whatever happens? Are you a victim of circumstances? Or have you found a concept, a vision for your future? With your relationships, with your career, what about your studies and the courses and the exams you go by? What about ministry, etc., etc.? So that's where I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to look at 1 Kings 18, just two verses there that are powerful. But to begin, I'm going to quote a verse from the New Testament before we look at the two Old Testament verses. We should always interpret the Old Testament through the eyes of the New Testament as Christians. We're not Jews, we're Christians. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you think you're a Jew, you're in the wrong place. I was going to say go to the synagogue, but that's closed. So. So we look at the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament. And James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, one of the apostles in the early church, wrote in his letter, in one sentence, summarizing the context of what I'm going to read. And James said, James said for three and a half years, there was no rain. This is in Israel. But when Elijah prayed for rain, it fell from the skies. So the context is Elijah and the people of Israel, which is a type of the Christian church, if you look at it, the Old Testament through the eyes of the New Testament, was in a desert place. It was in a drought. Things weren't well. Sometimes people get sick or have a relationship breakup or fail a major exam or get stuck in a position in work, or can't find a job. And it's like you're a couple of years in a drought, a famine, a wilderness. But I want you to have the eyes or the heart of Elijah and one other person when we look at today. Because Elijah prayed for rain, and then it fell from the skies. So this is the context. We're going to look at just a couple of verses that I think are powerful. And it took place in a place called Mount Carmel in Israel, not too far from the coast. And there's only two people involved in this situation. Elijah, who was a prophet in the Old Testament, and his servant. We know from other portions of scripture his name is Gehazi, but that doesn't make too much difference. So let's read the scripture, Cafe Church, if you want to put up the uh, text For the main scripture reading. So this is 1 Kings 18. I sense rain coming, Elijah said. And then he said to his servants, go and check this out. And look towards the sea for signs of rain coming. So the servant left and he came back saying, I did look, but I saw nothing. Think of your future. Seven times Elijah said to him, go back and look again. And then it was only on the seventh time the servant came back and said, I see a small cloud, small as a man's hand. 
sky was totally blue. Totally blue. Any Irish person will tell you when they go on holidays, they love to go away to Spain or wherever for two weeks of sunshine. And in my experience, everyone <clears throat> who's honest enough, when they're, they love it at first, but after about two weeks, they're kind of going, ha blue sky again. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I've been on a plane coming back from the Canaries or wherever, and it's raining when you come back and people go, ha it's really Ireland, it's raining. <laughs> it's almost like, you can only do so much of blue skies because we do clouds really well in Ireland. Amen. We are the masters of clouds. Hallelujah. But you see, Middle East headset again. This was just blue sky. There were no clouds. And I love the fact that Elijah, with nothing but blue sky, with nothing but drought for three and a half long years, look at what he says. I sense rain is coming. Some versions use the word, I hear rain coming. Now this wasn't natural. Remember, it's a totally blue sky. Elijah isn't hearing thunder and going, okay, there's a sign, there's a rain coming. No, this is spiritual. Elijah sensed it. Let me cut to the chase, Elijah had a vision for what was going to soon happen in the future. Elijah had a vision. Elijah knew where this was going. So right at the beginning of the new year of 2018, have you a sense where the Holy Spirit wants your life to go this year in all the areas I mentioned? We're told in verse 43 that he had prayed for rain and then asked his servant to look towards the sea. So Elijah isn't isolated. Elijah isn't on his own. He's got a ministry. He was a prophet to the nation in the Old Testament. And today the Holy Spirit raises up the New Testament, tells us those with prophetic ministry in the Christian church. But this is the Old Testament. So he prayed for the rain as a prophet but his servant is with him. So as he's praying, and he knew rain was going to come, even though there was no rain, and there's no evidence of anything, and the sky is still blue, the job was done for Elijah. He knew, we're, we're going to go there. We're going to see rain coming. It's done. But the servant had to go and look for evidence. And here we have the dynamic, this two parts of the spiritual dynamic. We have that which is in the spirit and then we have the practical or physical evidence of something that started out spiritually and then came to fruition physically. Because this is the essence of the Christian faith. We pray, we sense, we see something happens in our time of prayer and it's done. But it may be period of time before we see the answer to it and so the servant is sent out to look towards the sea and we're told that he returned from looking out over the sea and he said to Elijah I see nothing I see nothing now the servant in this short passage of scripture gets a bad 
press sometimes because everyone says the guy didn't have any faith. He couldn't see anything. He's just in the flesh. And you know what? I think the guy gets a raw deal. Because nowhere do we read that the servant was complaining. Nowhere do we read that he was groaning. Or nowhere do we read that he refused to go and look and look for evidence. You see, some of us today have no vision for our future this year. No vision for our kids. No vision for our marriages. No vision for our friendships. No vision at work, in college. No vision with church ministry, whatever it is. But that is not necessarily wrong. Because this guy didn't have a vision. He couldn't see. What's more, he was in the right place. Mount Carmel, great view of the sea. He was at the right time. Elijah said, I sense rain is coming. So right place, right time. He was with the right person. Of all the people to be with, Elijah the prophet was one of the great men of God and women of God back then. He was a great guy to be at. Yes, he didn't have vision, but he did have faith. And this is what's often overlooked. Because he kept going back to see, is this going to happen? You see, Elijah had the vision, but the servant had faith to keep faithful with him. He journeyed with Elijah. He remained faithful to him. He helped him in his quest. So he was in the right place at the right time with the right person. He didn't have the vision, but he did have faith. In fact, we're told seven times Elijah said to his servant to go back and to check and to see if there's any evidence of rain coming. And each time he goes up and he goes back and he goes up, so they'd have been down on Carmel, he'd have climbed up, he'd have looked out, there's nothing, I don't see any evidence, I don't see any evidence. I prophesy here today, some of you are looking at your situation and you're going, I see no evidence, I see no hard, factual evidence of God moving in that area in my life. Of that relationship as a parent to a child or as, a, as an adult child to a parent or a marriage or a friend. I see no evidence of anything moving forward here. You see, Elijah had the vision and he knew they were going to get there. But the servant, which I think is most Christians, most people, didn't see it. But he was faithful. Hallelujah. He kept going back. And I'm here today to say to some of you guys, you've got to keep going back. You've got to keep going back. Don't give up because you don't see it. Don't give up because you don't see it. And then, when there was a little bit of evidence, look at what it was. The seventh time he came back to Elijah and he said, I do see something, but I see a cloud coming and it's as small as a man's hand. In other words, it's a tiny thing up in the sky. That's all I see. And you know, for Elijah, without going into all the detail, Elijah said, there we go. I knew it. I sensed it in the Holy Spirit, and I knew it was coming, and here is the beginning. Hang on a while, Elijah. It's only a tiny little cloud. Don't get to lose yourself. In the late 70s, 
I was at a dance over in Cork City Hall, back to school's disco. I was strutting my stuff, and I had my eye on a brown-eyed girl, dark-haired girl, and I'd seen her around the city centre before. And I was saying, will I go out and ask her to dance? Will I go up and ask her to dance? Can I, can I see? Can I woo her? She mightn't think too much of me, but can I see? And so I would kind of ha- walk around and smile and say, how are you? <laughs> and all of this. And I had no evidence. And then, in, around this time, actually, you probably forget it. <laughs> around this, it was early January. And all I saw was out of the corner of Denise's eye, kind of... A, just for a split second, a kind of a second glance, I had my little cloud, hallelujah. <laughs> I had my tiny bit of evidence, just a split second of a second glance. Brothers, are you looking for a wife? If you get the second glance, it's the cloud as small as a man's hand. Sisters, be careful of your second glances. You know who you'll draw on yourself. But I saw that half a tiny second of a second glance and I asked her out to dance and the rest is history. We fell in love. But sometimes all you or I can see is a tiny little thing, a tiny little cloud and then it starts happening. So Elijah had a vision and that vision was birthed in him by the Holy Spirit. But the servant never had the vision for the future birthed in him, but he caught the vision from being with Elijah. Are you with me? Some people are birthed with vision, and some people, most people, catch the vision. And sometimes one person will be birthed with vision, and then a little bit later they won't be birthed, they'll catch the vision. So, for example, Denise and I have bought and sold uh, quite a number of houses over the years. And sometimes we'll go into a house and Denise will go, this is brilliant. I can see it finished. And I remember buying a house and it was in fairly bad repair. And Denise could see the whole thing finished. I'm not just talking about colours on the wall and floor coverings. She could see windows moved, light coming in. She could see a rearrangement of the rooms, etc., etc. I can't do that. I don't have the ability to see a space finished. But I trust Denise because I've seen this come to pass and and it ends up brilliantly. So even though I can't see a vision, I'm just using this as an example, of a transformed house, I can do gardens better, but of a transformed house, yet I will catch the vision Denise has for transforming a space because I trust her. And I know she's got a good track record and it comes to pass. So, for example, upstairs, the atrium, um, I remember Denise saw that finished and I remember her telling me about it and I was going, grand, I can't see it like, but great. And praise God, it came to pass. So sometimes we catch the vision And sometimes the vision is birthed in us. I'm using a practical example. So I remember, and I've shared this before, four years ago when we took over this broken building that was crumbling, that was dilapidated, filthy, and we had to demolish it all and build it up again. I can remember in the midst of the mess and the smell and the brokenness, walking around the corridors, and I remember praying on my own. 
and I knew. I mean, I couldn't see a physical building finished, but in, in essence, that didn't hugely bother me. I knew that we were going to see Cork impacted, and we were going to be history makers in such a location with such a venue. I knew it. I had that vision, if you will, from the Lord about it. And for a while, it's like I had to keep on saying, come on, can you, get, can you see it? I can remember that would have been 2013. It was right at the height of the economic crash and half the street was empty and people were talking about leaving and all of that. But you've got to see beyond your circumstances, guys. If you can only see in front of your nose, you're never going to go anywhere. You've got to see beyond the immediate. And I'm not talking about having a romantic dream here. I'm talking about something that is inspired from above. Amen? Amen. Because if we're just running after a romantic dream, you know what? You need to go to Hollywood or something. But if, if God is planting and birthing something in you, no one, no power of hell will stop it. No force of man will stop it. It was interesting, we moved in, and actually one of our neighbours on the street here, who's not a Christian at all, said, it's like you guys bought a blessing when you took over this building on the street, because all the shops began to be taken over and began to open up and so on. And any shop that is empty, it's because there's a legal battle, nothing to do with what's going on in the street. And then during the week I read that the conservative estimate just for Cork city centre, not the suburbs, not the surrounding areas, just for the city centre, is over the next five years there'll be another 12,000 jobs added just to the city centre. And so you've all these huge economic projects that have begun where firms from all over the world are setting up here. Now we're not here about money or anything, but we are in the business of people. And we're in the business of seeing people's hearts impacted and lives changed. Amen? Amen? And as people move in and as people come in and as people live in the city, here we are. Hallelujah. No, I, I wasn't predicting anything like that. I just knew God was in this place. If the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. And that's often shared in a negative way, and, and that's the way it is written. But the corollary, the opposite, is also true. If God is in the building of the house, then it'll be blessed. And it'll, it will prosper. And it will have a huge impact. So getting back to your life and my life, our personal lives, our health, our relationships, our careers, our studies, what is your vision? As we come into this new year, how can God impact us and how can we see something happening? Well, with this, it went from a tiny cloud. And maybe some of us today are at that stage. We see just the barest hint of something might happen. Maybe the boss in work who didn't speak to us for two years or something suddenly is saying, mm, that was a good job done. Or maybe if you're in business you've suddenly started getting new customers or maybe in a relationship there's a softness coming in. We know in this situation, in verse 45, 
after the prayer, after the first evidence, very, very quickly, the rain started pouring down. Soon and very soon, by the month of February in your life, the rain started pouring down. The blessing started pouring down. The doors that were closed for years started opening. You know, let me tell you something that I've seen in life, and I'm around a while. It's sometimes it's as if uh, a trial or a test or a hard season can last a while. And it can seem to go on and on. And then it's like the blessings come so fast one after the other. It's like all the doors suddenly open. It's like all, everything starts shifting straight away. And we can't even keep up at times with what God is doing. And that's what was happening here. It wasn't just, did you know we've so many words in the Irish language for rain? Loads of different words. There's spit. And there's soft drizzle. And there's middling drizzle, and there's hard drizzle, and there's mist, and there's raining, and there's pouring, and there's lashing. Need I go on and on and on? Well, this was lashing, pouring, excel. This was torrential. Such was the blessing. We're not talking a bit of spit or a bit of drizzle here. This was God's deepest blessing on the whole nation. And what did it all come from? It came from someone who had a vision birthed from God and someone who prayed. For your future and my future. If we say, oh, I wish that would happen. Hello? You wish? How about you pray? How about I pray? It is when we pray that the difference is made. We do know, let me just finish off on the blessing, as a PS, as a sort of a, an ending of this account, something very interesting happened. It says, the Lord gave Elijah power to run all the way to the palace. This is, a, this is very interesting. It's like the miracle had happened, the blessing came, and as if, as if that wasn't enough, so the king was in his chariot racing back to the palace, something like 18 miles away. And the spirit came upon Elijah and he ran so fast, he outran the chariot and got to the palace before the king. It, it's like there was an energy, there was such a blessing. It just spilled over into other areas in Elijah's experience. And that's what I'm trying to share with you. Sometimes when God moves in such a powerful and a mighty way, it's not just the area you were praying for. If you're praying for, I don't know, your marriage, and God moves in a wonderful way, it starts impacting your career, your studies, your ministry, your relationship with your kids, your friends, and so on. That's what I mean. And this is what Elijah had. He ran with power. I've been talking to some people. I don't run. I like fast walking. But talking with people who run, and I'd often say, what about when it's raining? And they always say the same. When it's raining, it's the best. I particularly love running when it's raining. And, you know, the strange kind of coincidence there. The rain is the blessing. Elijah ran in the pouring rain. Hallelujah. And he got to the king's palace. Let me say it again. The generator, the central force in all of this was prayer. And I bet you, because I get it, that sometimes thoughts come into our mind. We hear a whisper in our ear. Don't know where it comes from. Well, we do. Don't bother praying. It doesn't make any difference. Just watch the telly. 
Just read a book. Just put your feet up. Don't bother praying. Well, I, I put this out on social media during the week. It's an anonymous saying, but I love it. The enemy will try to limit your praying because he knows your praying will limit him. There is a battle royal going on for you and for your prayer life. And how you and how I pray for the new year is a huge issue and a huge impact for our future. One last verse, final verse that I'm going to share. Matthew 6.33. More than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. And then all these other needs will be yours as well. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Elijah wasn't out for a romantic dream. Elijah's motivation was that he would please God. When we please God, when we look after the Lord's business as it were, the Lord looks after our business. The Lord blesses our lives. The Lord moves in our lives. The more focused we are on ourselves, the less success we tend to have. The more we focus on the Lord. And if you're here going, ah, he means him. No, I don't mean me. I mean the Lord. The more you and I are focused on the Lord and we put his priorities first, then the more the Lord will help us in all the other areas of our lives. It's a strange dynamic, but it works. And I've seen it happen again and again in my own life and in the lives of thousands of others all over Ireland and internationally. So we put God's work first. So your prayer for the new year, what you're hoping for, my prayer is this, that if you have no vision, some of us here today know I need God to birth a vision in me. I need to get that, that encounter with the Holy Spirit that gives me that vision. And at the heart of it will be God's will. It's not just, oh, I want loads of money. That, you know, no, it doesn't work like that. Some of us need to pray for a birthing of the vision and some of us need to pray that we'll catch the vision. Are you in business with someone, with another Christian? Maybe one partner in the business gets the vision, uh, ha was birthed with the vision, the other partner needs to, to catch it. Maybe a husband or a wife has the vision and their partner needs to catch it. Maybe with two friends or people sharing ministry, one has the vision and one needs to ca catch it. And it's not that it'll always be that dynamic. It can move around. Next time, you'll be birthed and they'll be catching it. But if you don't have any vision for the new year, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. perish. Actually, when you look into that word, it means the people wander all over the place. I finish up how I started. All of the people starting the race, some running the race on the track ahead but others wandering off to the right and others wandering off to the left. Some of us not even dress properly for the race. So for your life this year, we can lose our sense of vision and stumble into ambushes and events that we're just not prepared for. Or we can pray God into our plans and pray that he would birth us with a vision or that we would catch a vision and that we would be in the center of his will. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song. Band, can you come up? You know the song. Some of you know it. Maybe some of you don't. Couldn't not sing it. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. 
I need the floodgates of heaven opened on my life and my family's life. Maybe you do too. So how many of us here are going to pray today to catch someone else's vision that we know they don't have an agenda, they're not messing us about, we trust them. And how many of us need to have a vision birthed? Would you stand with me? I want you to consider that. For 2018 ahead, are you going to be birthed with a vision? Or are you going to catch a vision? Let's sing the song, let it rain, and then we're going to pray. Open the floodgates. Feel the rain of your love. Feel the wind of your spirit. Another heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. We feel the rain of your love. We feel the wind of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. of heaven we feel the rain of your love I feel the wind of your spirit now the heartbeat of heaven let us hear we feel the rain of your love we feel the wind of your spirit now the heartbeat of heaven let us hear let it going to pray today that God will birth a vision in them is that you would you put up your hand you want God to birth a vision in you leave your hands up who is here and you want to catch the vision you know someone you trust has the vision and you want to catch that vision praise God I believe there's one other calling and that is to those who have felt the fiery dart from the evil one and it's burning in you this morning you walked in the door with burn on you we need God's rain to quench that fiery dart who's who wants to pray for that would you put up your hand okay can I ask you to come and join me at the top let's pray together as we sing the song again to the Lord let's pray at the top let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. of heaven let it rain let it rain open the floodgates of heaven to be birthed with a vision 
the nearest analogy in the natural world is like getting pregnant. Brothers, that mightn't be something we can physically identify with, but try and go there in your mind and in your heart. It's like you having a life inside of you that's not natural to yourself. It's another thing happening. So for those of us who want to be birthed with a vision, would you lift your hand up to the Lord? Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, come. For every heart that is crying out, Lord, we don't want to go straight this year. Can you say amen to that? We want to be on the path you have called us to be. And so we pray you would supernaturally birth the vision. Come into our dreams at night, oh God. Let us hear from the prophets you have raised up today, Lord. Give us a strong sense in our heart. Let your word, the Bible, as we read or listen to it, come alive and speak and pierce our hearts in a wonderful way. Jesus, we crave spiritual reality. We are not here to mess around. Lord, for the few short years we have on this planet, we want to be in your will. So come Holy Spirit and birth in us. Hallelujah. Is it Giovanni? Can you come forward? I just want to lay hands. Just lift your hands up to heaven. And the Lord would say to you, Son of my heart, that the Lord is calling you to a future in ministry. As you plan and think about your future commercially, the Lord would say, I have called you to a place of ministry, a place of servanthood in God's house. And the Lord would say, I am going to cause that to grow in your heart. And that is going to get stronger and stronger. And the commercial vision you have will serve the ministerial vision, not the other way around. And the Lord would say, the more you submit and surrender to God's leading, the more you will see healing break out into your future. And so the Lord would say, Giovanni, he's opening a door in the heavens for you. Don't be afraid. God is saying, I'm going to give you a courage. You're going to have face like a lion. This isn't natural, it's supernatural. Move into your future with courage and know that the house of God will always be central to your future. May the Lord give you and confirm this vision. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. For those of us who know someone we trust has a vision, and maybe this is also your prayer, and you want to catch the vision, that the Lord is revealing. Would you lift up your hands? Father in heaven, as my brothers and sisters lift up their hands, they have heard, they have seen the vision from someone they trust. I pray now, God, that they would catch the vision. This is a biblical principle. Let them catch what you want for their future. And I pray now, Lord Jesus, that just like the faithful servant in the portion of the Bible we read, that they would see a small cloud coming and that this would give them courage and hope for the future. And I pray, O oh God, that they would not give up, but that they would be faithful in Jesus' name. 
who here has a burning arrow from the enemy you came in here today and your heart as it were was is burning the enemy has tried to attack you would you lift up your lift up your hand and go and ask can you guys come towards the front please just make your way to the front we're going to pray over you the rest of you could just stay where you are praise God in the name of Jesus I pray oh Holy Spirit you would quench you would drown that fiery dart whether it came Lord by a cruel word spoken whether it came by circumstances that were not foreseen whether it was an issue oh God that has hurt us deeply I pray now Lord that that fiery dart from the evil one would be quenched in Jesus name and God's people said Amen. Amen one more prayer and that is for all of us we're going to pray that the supernatural reign of God's blessing would fall on our lives is that your prayer if you're able to I'm going to kneel if you can kneel let's kneel before the Lord let's kneel and pray for the reign of God's blessing any of you guys down the back want to kneel you're welcome you don't have to let's lift our hands as well we pray the reign of the Holy Spirit would fall upon us for the year 2018 we pray your blessing oh God Lord would you bless our relationships who'll say amen let your rain fall on our spiritual health amen oh send showers of blessing on our physical health our mental health our relational health oh god send your showers of blessing on our jobs our careers on our studies and we pray oh god above all that we would catch the vision that is coming from heaven and that as we seek first your kingdom sometime this year maybe it'll be May or June or July we'll stop and we'll look around and we'll say I put God first and look at all these things working in my life oh Lord I pray many testimonies of the truth of the Bible in the year 2018 in the city and the county of Cork would come to pass in our lives here by the Holy Spirit we cry out to you Lord Jesus come and answer our prayers and go before us in Jesus name Clarissa this is what the Holy Spirit would say to you like a fortress like an island that is fortified and safe and yet the enemy has targeted you and sought to destroy you and instead of full frontal attack as in a ship the enemy has crept in like a submarine trying to destroy you in a hidden way but this is what God would say to you for 2018 
this is the year of revelation for you and I will draw back the clouds as it were that block you from seeing the spiritual reality in the way that the enemy has tried to discourage and drag you down you will see him exposed and totally vulnerable and your prayers will be like nuclear bombs to his plans so make war in the heavenlies my daughter and you will see all his camouflage go and the enemy who came against you in one way will not only leave you he will flee from you in seven directions and once again you will smile in the presence of your father and you will know my God is for me he's not against me for me and the ones I love so every submarine every hidden and covert and cunning plan of Satan will this year be exposed and you will see clearly and you will not only be safe you will be abundantly blessed says the Lord your God Amen Hallelujah praise God praise God one of the people someone who has known the fiery dart of the evil one this is what I'm sensing it is someone in your wider family who is out to get you I don't know whether you're up here or whether you're down there but it is someone in your wider family who's out to get it whether it's with lies and slander or whether it's something like a curse someone is trying to get someone and you know a family member is out to get you can I ask everyone to close their eyes well, we've got another couple of minutes before we end let's keep our eyes closed if you know that I'm not going to call you forward but I do need to know that I'm just not talking to the air will you put your hand up okay 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 by the power of Jesus Christ into your life and I think I've seen five hands into each life here we pray that the Lord would surround you with songs of deliverance that at night God's angels would be around your bed and that every slander against your good name every curse that is aimed at you would bounce right back onto the head of the sender and that you would emerge victorious in Jesus name amen praise God amen let's stand guys let's go to our seats before we close before we leave let's spend one more minute in God's presence and let's sing for the year ahead for your life and maybe you're representing people who aren't here that you love may it rain spiritual blessings this coming year let it rain feel the wind of your spirit now the heartbeat of heaven let us hear we feel the rain of your love i feel the wind of your spirit now the heartbeat of heaven let us hear let it rain let it rain open the floodgates of heaven
gates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let's just raise our hands to heaven as we we close in prayer this morning. Lift our hands to the sky. The Lord of heaven and earth is the Lord of the skies above us. Hallelujah. Lord, your word says in Deuteronomy that if we obey you and honor you and put you first in our lives, you would pour out showers of blessing upon your people. My prayer is simple. Our prayer is simple. Lord, pour the showers of blessing into our lives this week, O oh God. Lord, we pray that showers of blessing would fall upon our heads and upon our hearts, upon our health, upon our healing, upon our lives and our relationships. It is the God who controls the skies, who watches over our lives. We commit our week into your hands and ask you, bless us, go before us in everything and through everything we pray in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Tea and coffee is being served upstairs, guys. God bless and keep you. We're here again on Tuesday night. Thomas speaking on Tuesday night with a follow-up message from this morning's message. God bless and go with you.